Don't get all too excited if I say I love you. I was just talking about my tacos. This is warm beer in the cheap seats. I'm Casey. I'm we got Big Mike. I got Sweet Melissa. It's another Friday. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Hope everyone's doing all right. All right. All right. Pardon me as I bump into the microphone. Sorry if I just scared everyone and uh, just blew out your eardrums. That was unintentional. Unintentional. So, so it's Friday night. We got a big show ahead of us. Uh, big Mike's walking into the studio. We'll be back here uh, for our watching enjoyment in the background. We do have a little NHL hockey. We got playoffs. Tampa Bay, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. Uh, they have it on the line. They're back home for the first time in the playoffs, and they got to fend off the Maple Leafs of Toronto. Uh, and also, we'll be flipping around the SmackDown. So that's where we're at. But we got a lot of things we're going to cover today. Big Mike, you want to? Hey, a everybody. Rundown? Yeah, we got a little rundown tonight. We, here's what we we have a very, very, very busy show. We uh, we're going to talk about Freddie Prince, and he had a very interesting announcement this. Uh, this week, we have Casey's Baseball Minute. We have Subway Slam. We're going to touch on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. J.J. Uh, Abrams, a new movie. movie coming out. A Florida man continues to amaze us with his many talents. Indeed. Uh, Casey already mentioned the NHL playoffs. Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. NASCAR announced their Hall of Famers for 2023. Yes. And uh, we're, we're going to probably talk about other shit that we haven't mentioned yet. That's right. That's right. So it's Friday night. Warm beer in the cheap seats. Get your beers or Diet Cokes or whatever you drink. And uh, let's go. Let's have a show. So so what happened with NASCAR? So they they had their announcement. We we went through the rundown of uh, who they, they had uh, several weeks ago. Um, the nominees for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. For for some reason, I think I wrote in on my ballot Cooter Jones because that sounded like a name of a guy that should be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. You would think. But yep. that's like a play on uh, Ben <laughs> Jones, yes. who played Cooter, who was a yes. congressman. You guys just yes. like saying Cooter. Because Cooter is a type of turtle. Yeah. Not just no. yeah. the vagina. <laughs> yeah. So cooter. does this turtle bite and snap? Sure does. Is that why? Just like the other cooter. <laughs> That's what I meant. Is that where it came from? I, I would. Well, sure. Weird. Yep. <laughs> so they did announce their nominees for 2023. And on their modern era ballot, which is two, mem- two NASCAR members going, Matt Kenseth. Yeah. NASCAR champion, so only makes sense to if you win a if you win a cup championship or an Xfinity championship, you should go in the Hall of Fame. You, sure, you're a champion. I, you're 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 in a very uh, rarefied air. Yes, <laughs> we're Fred Flintstone. Hi, Big That's Ed. Right, Big Ed. Hey guys, you just uh, ran here from the Montecito. I see. I did. <laughs> it's one of these. Very good. We got Kurt Shelmerdine. 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 Good call. Yeah. Uh, Dale Earnhardt's crew chief. Uh, he won four championships. 
with Dale Earnhardt. And he was a driver at one point too, after he stepped away from crew chiefing, he was uh, a, a independent driver. He built his own race cars, ran his own race cars. One of the last of the independents. Go ahead, Big Ed. I would say he was a start parker for a while too. Yeah. And then on your pioneer ballot was Herschel McGriff. And uh, we're going to circle around to something we talked about earlier, uh, earlier on the show. Herschel McGriff was one of the NASCAR members to go to the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans. The first time NASCAR went 1974, I think it was 74, 75. Okay. So he was the guy who went uh, and campaigned a, a Dodge charger. Nice. So, yeah. And he, he, so there's our, our NASCAR Hall of Famers. And they'll be inducted in January. Oh, uh, leading into uh, Speed Week, obviously. Right. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, all right. So NASCAR is moving along. So. So that's what we have. Um, I wanted to give you a little Herschel McGriff, uh, some numbers there. Because, you know, the Pioneer guys, I think the guys from the um, early era in NASCAR get forgotten. Well, people forget he originally took a bite out of crime. That was McGruff. Oh, that's his cousin. See, um, WTF is she wearing? Uh, she's referring to Julie Stewart Banks uh, on the NHL. She looks like a stripper she look, gone wrong. Look like a nudie suit. Uh, yeah, I don't know about a stripper. Something weird. Sorry. So uh, Herschel McGriff, four wins in the Cup Series. Um, like I said, he took NASCAR to Le Mans. He won the Carrera Pan America. Which oh, used nice. to be a road race, yeah, in uh, Mexico, and they ran. They, they they had different classes, and they ran stock body cars down there. And they, they this is in the fifties when they were. This is nineteen fifty when it truly was a stock car. Was a stock car, sure. Uh, so and and on top of that, he was in the Kyle Petty. He's ninety four years old. And he got the news that he was a NASCAR Hall of Fame inductee on the Kyle Petty charity ride. Still riding motorcycles at 94 years old. Wow, good for him, man. Good for him. So. That's always inspiring seeing an older guy kind of. Still still getting out there. He he hasn't lost the zest for life. Uh, I guess that's the secret sauce, really. You know. If there's a common denominator, you just got to be still in the game. You got to stay off the bench. Just be involved. Well, congratulations, guys. Welcome to the hall. Welcome to the hall. That Hall of Fame is in Charlotte, isn't it? I had an opportunity to to, to go to the NASCAR Hall of Fame a couple years ago. About, I want to say it's about four years ago. They did a good job. It's very interactive. Um, I'm good. I'm old school. I'm good walking around looking at displays, looking at old race cars, looking at old driving suits and helmets and equipment. But there's a lot of interactive uh, 
what do you call interactive oh oh uh, like the displays, displays yeah yeah so that everybody in the different display um At the different displays, at the, I mean, you got it. You got the king I would bend the knee for. Richard, man. Yeah. Because he's royalty, cool, man. Racing royalty, American yeah. royalty, STP, babe. Scientifically treated Don't petroleum. Touch <laughs> Don't touch you, you got that, folks? Well, yeah, they. Uh, definitely like using that logo. Rock t-shirts. But With, that's I had a jacket when I was in. Had a when I was in high school. I had a bunch of racing patches on it. Biggest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's the 90s. Yeah, right, Scar Winston Cup patch on it. Oh wait, you don't know what that is. Never mind. So, do you want to talk about uh, this new movie coming up? Did you Did you read this? Article? I did read an article. Hot Wheels movie. Yeah. So J.J. Abrams uh, did bring. The speed. So J.J. Abrams. Producer. He was kind of involved when Bad Robot came to the scene because he brought us the TV show Lost. And if you stuck with it, you got Lost. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's neither here nor there. I still love the show, despite everyone that bitched about the final two seasons. Um, he he's did a couple of Cloverfield movies and kind of big into sci-fi. Anyways, he's earmarked with Warner Brothers to do a movie about Hot Wheels. Now I read that, and I, I'm I'm a I'm a diecast car guy. I don't know how the, how the hell do you make a movie about Hot Wheels? I mean, what? Mm-hmm. Let, let me tell you, I want to see this script. Whoever comes up with it, shit, they they, they got it going on because I don't I, I don't know. It, it's it's a really cool it's a cool concept. I'll probably go see the movie. But how do you not make it cheesy? That's my question. Or what do you make it about? I don't know what you make it about. Are, are you doing like basically another version of Pixar Cars? Good question. Or is it? Or do you? Yeah, here we go. Cars. Or is it that somehow your toy cars come to life? Not like, not like characters that they're living like cars, right? But your collector case. Hey, I really want a '69 Camaro and. Bam, your diecast 69 Camaro is now in your driveway. I think it's going to be more like the Fast and Furious. Like Transformers? It could be. I, I mean, that's that's a good call, Big Ed. But I think it's just going to be a brand family's new. everything. Whatever the fuck Oh, shit. You, you stole my line. Family. Mm-hmm. I only saw the first Fast and the Furious, by the way, and gave up after that. 
Well, you've pretty much seen all of them. That that storyline hasn't changed, other than the third one that went to Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo wait a minute. Drift. I did see Tokyo Drift, and I couldn't that's, tell you much about that's it. That's one of the greatest bad movies ever made. They put some kind of Nissan engine. When I grew up, we called drifting just driving around a turn too fast. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I would like to have a segment about bad movies one day, but... Well, we'll talk yeah. not, not today. Yeah, now, yeah. here's here's the interesting in, in the article they mentioned other toy brands that are oh yeah, that, not only earmarked. The one's almost done. Uh, they have one. They're going to do uh, Barbie. They, these are all Mattel uh, toys, these, by the way. Yes, these are all Mattel properties that are, you know. Um, so Barbie, it, it. I think they well they did do it. They did do a gem movie. So yeah, but that was Hasbro. Well, they got Margot Robbie, so they're throwing some money. So at is it. Margot I mean, Robbie Barbie? She's, she's uh, Barbie, and I mean that's a big time actor. Do they have Skipper, Barbie's cousin? I'm sure. Or is it's that been her cast. little sister? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. No, no. Skipper is her little sister. Little sister. How about Ken? Ken. Um, they could make this into a porno. Is what they could do. Me too. Oh, is Ken me too? Why? I mean, he didn't even have a dick back then. So. I was going to say, he's probably he, he was, not a die anymore. He was a eunuch. I mean, that was the first thing you had to check as a kid. You're like, what's this Ken packing? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Just a bump. Just a little bump. A lovely little lady lump. And then uh, Uno. All right. You didn't draw a little penis on it? No, uh, not yet. Um, Okay, according, according to our insider, uh, an insider's telling us uh, Ryan Gosling's going to be Ken. So that that's actually pretty good casting there. Um, oh, yeah. So can you imagine Uno, the card game, the fucking movie? How the fuck do you make that into a movie? I, that's a creative son of a bitch who's coming up with that. I, I think it would be well, better. Well, that I'll do shoots and ladder that if that's so easy. Look, if you can make... Um, down the slide. Texas Hold'em poker work on TV. Then you can make Uno work. Uno, I think you got to do it reality. And then someone's going down like, draw four, bitch. And it's like someone's grandma. Look, Cornhole was on ESPN the other night, okay? They Cornhole tournament. And the guy was talking like, I've been working on this shot for months. What shot? And then the loser gets Cornholed. And everyone just screams, Cornhole, Cornhole. They go, All right, next toy. Right, Viewmaster. Oh, Viewmaster. You know, no, it comes to mind like Jumanji. Yeah. Like a Jumanji see, type. See, that game. could work. That could work. Viewmaster, as ridiculous as the toy is. But this was a revolutionary toy. You got to remember, Viewmaster goes back to the. Well, it's 40s. like a slide. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically like a slide, just not a projector. Mm -hmm. But a Viewmaster, yeah, exactly. It's like Jumanji. You it's a Jumanji. Into exactly. World. It's going to be a Jumanji type movie. Um, That's easy. All right. I, I'm guessing they're going to do a live action Masters of the Universe, like a, a like a good one. Well, I'm I'm guessing they're going to earmark no, your script that you wrote one. on the old podcast. On the old podcast, yeah. I hope they do because right. I, I put a lot of effort into that. How about Polly Pocket? That's that's the other one they what have. The, that, that's another one. But that's hey, uh, Polly Pocket's more realistic than than Hot Wheels. Hey, more like Polly Pocket Rocket. Am I right? Oh wow. Hey, Peter, any of these actually happening? Yes. Barbie. Yes. Hot Wheels. Well, oh, that, wow. Okay. They're, they're in works on those other toy lines. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. I thought well, I'm working on a script, too. It's called Don't Touch My Wee Wee. 
<laughs> Fantastic. With the toy line coming out soon. Yeah. Now, now for the uh, the jury, can you show us where he touched your wee wee? <laughs> Point on the stall. <laughs> a doll, a doll doesn't have a wee wee. This what it look. This what it looked like. Yeah, that's a Ken doll. He just got a bump. Bump. So yeah, it's know, like, it's not like Stubby Mike, my wee wee. <laughs> so is this like I mean officially they've run out of ideas for movies? Well, I mean, no, they're, they're ideas. You just got to get people, uh, um, you know, agree to it. You know, people that run studios don't always necessarily know or care or like even the ind- like the entertainment product. You know, I, I'd be surprised even executives watch stuff that they earmark. You know, they probably TV don't. shows, movies. No, they they don't. You know, they're, no, they're looking at their bank account. They could yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It's easier to just recast the same people over and over than mm-hmm. to bring in someone new. I mean, there's a lot of talented people out there. It's just uh, this what it is. Now, let me segue to this. We're talking about movies. What, you, what about uh, Top Gun Maverick? What do you that's, think? That's uh, that's about three weeks, I think. Is twenty uh, seventh. Yeah, twenty seventh. The trailer week. looked good. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I want to see it. Yeah, I'm I'm all in. Lady I'm, Gaga has a song on it. Yes, she does. Oh, how about that? That'd be great. If she do just you know Berlin? Uh, I know somebody who's never seen the original Top Gun. <gasps> wow. Does her name start with a J? Is that you, Big Mike? Because no, you no, seen uh, a lot of I've, movies. It's Jill. No. Uh, I've seen Top Gun like oh, we many, about many times. Lady Jillian? Lady Jillian. Wow. I told her that uh, we're going to need to sit down and. She's too young. She's young. I wonder why you yeah. guys get along so good. You haven't seen any movies. <laughs> well, no, I've seen old stuff, though, Big Ed. I'm like an old movie guy. Uh, new movies don't excite me. I've been watching the old westerns on, I don't know the name of the channel. But... Buddy, I am a fan of the westerns. I love westerns. I'd rather yeah, sit so and watch I. a. I'd rather sit watch a Western than most new movies that are coming out because the old Westerns are just cool. And a lot of them are new to me, but yeah, lady Jillian has not seen top gun. So I need to expose her to it. Oh, oh shit. You know what's uh, on right now? Top gun. No, uh, El Dorado. Oh yeah. With, with a young, 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 big Ed. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I might have to just have this in the background. Big Mike just said he was going to expose himself to Jill. I I, I have. Huh. <laughs> Hashtag you me touch, too. She got to touch your wee-wee. <laughs> Hashtag Friday night. Why do they have these guys dressed up like Ghostbusters? They're direct TV baseball busters. Oh. Yeah. Apparently. I just want the Ecto it, one. It's so amazing that A-Rod just keeps – I mean – you talk about a guy just failing forward. I mean, he had all these athletic <laughs> gifts. He's the worst broadcaster in the his, history of sports. I mean, Thom Brenneman calling a city fat capital of the world is what? a fucking way better broadcaster. Because in his apology, he still called a home run call and then went back to fucking apology. That's a fucking pro, folks. A-Rod's a fucking idiot. That guy fails forward in life it's just so amazing but you know what there's no justice in this world that's just no. my that that's just my opinion folks everyone just all my four listeners just settle the fuck down mm-hmm. right now 
Maybe five if we're lucky tonight. So everyone just relax for a second. Um, But that leads into the baseball minute. Casey's baseball minute. All right, Baseball minute. So the quick baseball minute to let you know what you need to know in baseball this week. Hey, congratulations, New York Mets, throwing your second ever no-hitter. This one's a little bit more legit than the one that Johan Santana got, where he got a little help from the ump. Don't matter. Took five pitchers. Hey, they got it done. They had a young pitcher. Showalter is going to protect them. That's all right. Uh, the Mets are up uh, five and a half games because of the good direction of Buck Showalter. They were down 7-1 last night against the Phillies in the ninth inning. They came back to win. Folks, you got to keep an eye on the Mets. The Mets' magic is back. Um, story number two, Madison Baumgartner, a.k.a. the Mad Bomb, got ejected. Uh, coming out in the first inning, uh, some people say it had to be. It had to do with he showed up the umpire at home on a supposed uh, third. He thought it would be a third uh, strike count. It wasn't. Um, anyways, he goes, throws the next pitch, gets the guys out, and when he walks out, the first first base ump they have to inspect the pitcher sometimes, the first or third base for foreign substance. The guy grabs his hand as I'm going to display on Mike. So he's displaying. To check, and then he just rubs his hand for about 30 seconds and looks him straight in the eye. That's kind of gay. Doesn't say anything. Well, Baumgartner said, did he, did you find something enjoyable or something to that extent? Alluding to something. It it was a little excessive. I'll see if I can find the video. I'll share it on our Twitter at uh, Beer Seats. Tell me what you think. I think, honestly, this umpire was trying to go to – uh, Baumgartner. Baumgartner can be a little bit of hothead. He's a very uh, focused pitcher, and the guy was fucking with him. I hate when umpires, you know, look, I respect the game. I respect the rules. I respect the umpires. They make the decision. But when you want to inter- in- interject yourself into the game and fuck with players, you got to fucking go. You're not part of the game. You're, spo- You're you- supposed to be officiating the game. You know, uh, I don't know, uh, not seen but heard or something like that. All right, uh, story number three, the Cincinnati Reds, the oldest baseball team in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, they're 3-22. and 22. It's the worst start in baseball we've seen since the 1988 Orioles. I had about the same record. Um, it was a very sad day for Cincinnati. Cincinnati fans hang in there. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. You got some young guys, but uh, that team, you, you got you can't even try to lose that many games. <laughs> I saw Tommy Pham just jogging around that outfield the other night. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Ball <laughs> bouncing around. Just cut the fucking guy. Call a guy from AA. Hey, would you like to make $300,000 this year? Great. Here's your fucking shot. Just that's what you got to do. Uh, they're going to ruin this guy, David Bell. He comes from a long lineage of a baseball family. They're going to ruin his career. He's the manager, David Bell. So um, hang in there, Reds fans. Uh, you know, the worm always turns. Don't ask me what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers have installed a bell in their dugout. Every time they hit a home run, they run down to the end of the dugout by the camera pit. And they ring the bell. The Brewers are going to be ringing the bell a lot. Watch that lineup. They're going to maybe lead the league in home runs, maybe behind the Yankees. But they're going to be 
a very uh, formative team. Keep your eyes on the Brewers. Uh, also, Giants-Dodgers, a little early in the season. No one's won the pennant in May. I don't know who said that first, but I'll say I said it third. Giants-Dodgers, West Coast battle. Or he's got that pennant chase feel. They're rocking out in Dodger Stadium. Dodgers got the uh, ups on the uh, Giants this time. We'll see. They're going to go neck and neck all year long. Sprinkle in a little San Diego if they don't uh, falter in the second half. Uh, Takeaway on that Dodger series. They're selling these little plushies. It's a hot dog, a hot dog plushie toy that's wearing sunglasses. He's got a Dodgers cap. It's a Dodger dog. But I was like, you know what? I want this fucking thing. I want myself a Dodger dog plushie. So did you go online? I'm going to look later. That might be an eBay thing. That's going to be an eBay thing. Uh, So that's it. That's me for my baseball minute. Thank you. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Watch baseball. Hey, Casey, maybe the Reds could consult with the uh, Washington Generals. <laughs> yeah. They'll tell them how to lose and keep the morale up. Yeah, well, they... they... Ask Krusty. Krusty used to bet, you know, he bet on the Generals because they, they were sure to win. Yeah. They're due to win. Yeah. Wow. That was the, That was one of the best Simpsons episodes. That's up there with the B-Sharps. Yeah, that, yeah, he had the little gambling problem. Yeah, he does the little loop-de-loop. Yeah. And then Homer's got to do it because he went to the clown school. Mm-hmm. He found the yeah, okay, so uh, just just uh, this report just in. Boop, 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 boop. The Dodger Dog plushes are available on eBay. Uh, they start, you know, looks like $23 or best offer. Is your mm-hmm. best chance, and they spell Dodger in mustard. For well, not? not real mustard. That's that's kind of a cool. That's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a Dodgers fan, but I would so own that just for the. It's a hot dog with a baseball look, cap and sneakers. Genuine. Look, there's a genuine genuine and, merchandise and, of Major League Baseball. It's officially licensed by the team in Major League Baseball. You got to have it, folks. See, the, Ra- the Rays need something fun like that. Can that you they change do. the hat to a Rays hat? No. It wouldn't make sense. They, they, because oh, because the name, the Dodger dog, dog is – And listen, I've been to Dodger Stadium. There's nothing like catching uh, a game at dusk at Dodger Stadium. Uh, those assholes have it right <laughs> in the Chavez Ravine. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, the Dodger dog – a little overrated. Just gonna say, just just fucking hot dog, folks. Not a, it's not a good He's one. He's talking about the food, not the plush. Oh, toy. the plush. Tell me about off. a Dodger dog. It's just a little hot dog and with a little bun. You, you know, they charge you six bucks for it. What makes it of a course. Dodger dog? Is it is it the hot dog itself? Is a special dog? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe at one point. Maybe at one point. I, I'll tell you why. If you want to eat good, go to. Uh, Comiskey Field or whatever they call it, Listen. guaranteed rate field out in uh, the south side of Chicago. Uh, they have a like a flat plate. They're grilling uh, sausages and stuff. You get onions and peppers and just bring your wallet. You're going to be eating a lot there. So well. in the NASCAR world, there is also a special hot dog. At Martinsville, Martinsville, a Martinsville hot dog. It's like a big red sausage. Yeah, it's a 
Casey Jones. No, I'm sorry. Jimmy Jones is the name of the sausage. It's the hot dog. And they put coleslaw on it. I, I don't know if the coleslaw is a vinegar-based coleslaw. I, I've heard both ways. Vinegar-based or mayonnaise-based. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That, with mustard. I, I, would, I would try it. I would try it. I would too. Uh, there's stories about race teams that team members and drivers used to keep tallies on the garage wall oh, of how, how many? many that's how many Martinsville hot dogs they've eaten. The toilets were overworked that weekend in Martinsville. Oh, I'm sure. God. That's what I was thinking. You put in coleslaw on a hot dog, it better be near a bathroom. It's 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 good. There's going to be poop poop action. <laughs> well, you know, hot dog heaven on Colonial. Those Chicago type dogs, you get coleslaw on a hot dog over there. Oh. Are they still open? Oh yeah, they're, yeah. Well, you know they're open. So for like four not hours. only they're busy. It's yeah. coleslaw, onions, and chili. That's that's uh, diarrhea. That's a triple. That's diarrhea. That's that's you're asking for it. Who has one of those in public? Uh, you might have to play a little Mister Bungle on that one. <laughs> and it's I'm sorry, the name is Jesse Jesse My Jones. Is on fire. Jesse yeah. Jones is the, the name brand of the hot dog. Jesse James? Jesse Jones. Oh Jesse like Jones. The song? So there was a big controversy. That's uh, Casey Jones. Casey yeah. Jones. Thanks for playing. Um there was a big controversy. And the guy that had the hit song, that one hit wonder, that's Jesus Jones. Jesse James. Jesse James was an outlaw. Yes, he was. There's no ADD on this show. No. So the big controversy with the Martinsville hot dogs. Yeah. So NASCAR has a big relationship with Smithfield. They switched the Smithfield hot dogs and that fucked everybody up. Well, you know, that, that happened in baseball though. Yeah. Um, you know, and Anheuser-Busch, when they bought the St. Louis Cardinals, that's how they were able to nationalize Budweiser beer and their products was they were able to get them in the stadiums across the country Stadium by stadium, albeit uh, Milwaukee's like no fucking way. This is no, Miller Town, yeah. you know. This right, is Miller Town. Sure. I yeah, mean, to this yeah, day, you can't. Yeah. You're not going to buy a. You're not going to buy an Anheuser Busch product in Milwaukee. I think nope. the Midwest charm ends really quick there <laughs> um, in Milwaukee. Shea Stadium used to be Schaefer. They, the it, they used to be. The they used to be, but like, well, and yeah. that's good old days when there were regional beers. Uh, that's, yeah. that's that's a thing of the past now, unfortunately. Other than microbrews, that's a regional beer, but big regional beers. That's. Uh, uh, I just got a tip from my insider, real quick. Just a uh, big, the umpire that threw out Madison Bumgarner sent out a apology for his hand rubbing. Yes, uh, he. Overstepped the bounds. No, I mean I'll I'll show you the video later. And yeah, again, but you're apologizing. I feel like that's making it weirder. Well, you know what? Let it go. Let it. Go. I, I can oh, handle. It. If you apologize, look, you are human. You're an adult. You make mistakes. You get caught up in the moment. He was standing up for someone, and it, it's ridiculous. Just you know, stay in your lane. Let that be a life lesson, folks. Stay in your lane. Yes, I say hey, that all the time. I just stay in my lane. You know who should have stayed in their lane? It was this guy. I, all right, so about a month ago, I was watching Barrett Jackson, and I saw a 2006 Ford GT. Heritage like, Edition. Heritage Edition. It's got the golf paint paint scheme. Paint the, scheme. The light blue and orange. Yes. And I actually, 
text a guy I know. And I'm like, is that your neighbor's car? Because his neighbor has that car. And he's like, no, it's got a different number on it. And he sends me a picture. He's like, mm. look. And he, he goes outside, takes a picture. He's like, no, he that's not at the auction block. I'm like, okay. Because this was down in, I believe they were down in uh, like Palm Beach or something. Palm Beach. Which lines up with the story we're about to tell you. So a guy <laughs> makes a winning bid, $704,000. A think, lot of money for a car. Brand new. I think that car probably would have fetched around two, two hundred. I think you're right. You know, because that one would have been marked up, you know. It yeah, was probably 150 and, and then dealer puts his premium on right. it. And- so, so there it is. So earlier or at the end of last week, a gentleman in Boca Raton, the owner, had a little incident. little incident with the car and totaled it. Told the police <gasps> he wasn't comfortable with driving a manual, and that's how he lost lost control however he gave car and was a car and driver a road and track a different story uh car and, oh uh, it was one of the automotive. i think it was road and track now here's the thing he wrecks the car see i have a theory already you know because i'm i'm my own little uh, armchair psychologist or whatever sure go ahead the guy had asked someone that was nearby i left my cell phone at home I need to call this in. Can you take me home? Takes him home and then calls the police. Never goes back to scene. Calls the police and reports the accident from home. He said he didn't have his wallet or phone on him. Okay. He was fucking drinking. Of course he was drinking. They said he... Oh, shit. He he, went over an embankment and like hit a tree and was over the sidewalk where the car landed. He pulled a Michael Waltrip. Right. So what he reported to Road and Track it was that he told the police, I'm not familiar with driving a manual. So why are you doing it? Well, he told Road and Track, well, he was blaming it on 10-year-old tires because tires do get hard over time. They that's do. why you get new ones. Um, a recent detail, so I am guess he's blaming oh, oh. Armor All on ah! the tires or some other shining product on the tires to make it where they did not get traction. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think a combination, he was probably and drinking he was, uh, and he ran out of talent. Right. And he was, I believe he was downshifting or upshifting, not downshifting because I think he told the police he was downshifting. This sounds like a golfer. Yeah. Or a fisherman. It was this big. So, it's a shame. Cars total. Oh, here's the tip of the iceberg. No, I mean a real famous golfer had that same story. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, License had already been suspended, so he's driving on a suspended license. I didn't hear that part. He did not have the car insured, folks. But he said seven hundred thousand dollar car. However, what company's fault was that? Well, not, he said it was under fault. an umbrella policy. Well, that, that's that's different, but I don't know how that's going to work. Like I have an umbrella. Dude, I don't. I don't. Home. Hey, honestly, when they come and start doing that claim, that dog ain't going to hunt because, like, well, we're, we're not gonna tell him. We're not going to cover you. you because you are doing an illegal activity because you're operating a car yeah. without a driver's license. Oh, there you go. There's the I out. I think he's yeah. going to jail. Is there an insurance company would like to hire me to debunk some claims? I'll play for the bad guys for a while, you know, to 
catch a thief, folks, to catch a thief. So, look, I guess it's Florida Man, but I'd like a vote on this. Douche whether bag. Florida Man or Shithead. I'm going to go Shithead. Oh. I'm changing oh. up as Douchebag for that one. Okay, Douchebag. Uh, big big Shithead. Big Shithead. I'm going to go. go I, I go Shithead, too. Oh. I'm going to recuse myself Hello. because I know the story, but uh, that was Subway doing the uh, final vote. Subway Slam, and uh, that's uh, yes. shithead. Not a Florida man, folks. That's uh, so that's shitheads a, have it. That's a big sh on this guy. I feel like yep. Florida man and shithead can be one and the same. The way mm. we're going with this. No, Florida man is just he doesn't mean any Not harm. All Florida, man. right, right, right. He, he, it's just he's doing things his own way, kind of like the Duke boys. That's but this guy. No, this guy's shithead. a shithead. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just uh, giving Melissa the difference. Yes, I appreciate that. Now, more importantly, number one in our hearts and minds, the Subway Slam. Subway Slam, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me back. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. That was great. <laughs> Thanks. All right, good show. See you. No, no, no. Hey, listen, uh, we, we kind of teased uh, before early in the show that we were going to have you discuss the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. Um, they they finally made some selections. Can would you like to run down that list for Absolute, our audience? Absolutely, I'd be I'd be delighted to. Delighted. Um, absolutely. Yes. Yes, I'd be delighted to. All right. So, full context: uh, the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just released their new uh, released the new inductees. Uh, they're gonna get. They're they're gonna have a ceremony probably around like November, um, and uh, I will say uh, I'm actually surprised uh, of the amount of people that are in. Um, so I'm gonna run run down through the order from the list that I have, uh, and we're gonna start with Pat Benatar. Uh, Pat Benatar uh, is gonna get in. Also, her husband. Uh, Neil Giraldo uh, uh, is also going to get uh, in. Mr. Benatar. Mr. Benatar. Uh, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Benatar. He's also going to join. Uh... That's rough. <laughs> he wears the pants. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Pat Benatar is, is someone that actually I, I think does is, is a well-deserved uh, person to get in. Uh, she kind of revolu- revolutionized like women in like rock in like the 1980s. Her and Joan Jett are like up there. Pioneer. Um, pioneer. Yeah, we'll say that. And uh, yeah, Pat Benatar was pretty good. I can't lie. And y- you know she's she's also a Brooklyn girl, so. Um, you guys support the New Yorkers. Um, yeah. yeah. The uh, this uh next this next act is uh actually someone uh is actually a group that hits home because there's a specific person that I personally do know that had a crush on them growing up, uh, and that would be the ultimate Karen. And uh, that these uh, and uh, those uh people would be Duran Duran. Uh, Duran. Well deserved. Uh, yes, we were well discussing deserved. this prior to the show. I, I listen. I don't know what else to say. Duran Duran, they deserve it. This was actually, I think, their first time actually nominated uh, for the ballot. 
and they got in very easily. They also like led the fan votes, so pretty much that like they had the most votes. Um, yeah, Duran Duran, they're pretty good. Um, yeah, they only sold I mean, hundred million albums. I mean, that's a that real falls number. under pretty good. Yeah. yeah, that that also that also falls. It falls under like you and what army that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, Duran, 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 um, <laughs> hungry like the wolf, amazing song, Rio, a view uh, to kill theme yes, song, James Bond, baby, a view to kill, yes, um, and you, you know they they were pretty good. I can't lie, greatest Bond um, theme song ever, in my opinion. Just my two cents. Hey Subway, you can't lie, okay? Yeah, what's up? I, I just said you can't lie. Oh, yeah, I think he was making a statement there, uh, Subway. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Am I um, right or am I right? You you are right, Big Ed. And uh, <laughs> um, this uh, and can't wait uh, uh, for what's more uh, for Duran Duran because I think uh, they are on tour, I believe, or they're they're doing something right now. Um. And the next group, uh, so the next group uh, that uh, we have, or act, let's just say, is Eminem, the rapper. Um, sure. This is I mean, where this is, I, this is really where we get to like this is not really rock. This is like rap, but you have see other that that rap. would have been my comment yeah. is yeah yeah but that, that like, happened when he they they put Madonna in. Because they, they yeah. did that with Madonna. Um, it, look, my, my problem with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is it's become Jan Werner, who is the original chief editor of Rolling Stone, deciding he's going to be kingmaker and he's going to tell everyone what's cool in music. Fuck you. I'll tell you what's cool. And you're just going to accept it. But we're going to make our own minds up yeah. so he can kiss our ass. No, yeah. no, but he, he owns the museum. Right. That's his museum. All right. When they do this celebration, all these bands have to pay and pay tickets to bring people for them to perform. It's it's this whole thing is everyone just stroking John Werner's cock. Fuck him. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't like it. Look, call it the music hall of fame. Yeah. Yep. That's I'm, what I'm, it's turning into. Yeah. They it's wanted, the, yeah, it's turned into the pop hall of fame. But, music but it's all it's it's all an ego trip. It has nothing to do with music or the musician. It's just he wants to play kingmaker. He wants to be. He's just so desperate, you know. And it's sad because he's accomplished. I mean, the Rolling Stone was something when publishing was a thing, you know. But you know, it is what it is. But he, he's turned this museum into something where he can hold this over musicians' heads. But I, I don't know. Yeah, Eminem's groundbreaking in hip hop. I yeah, guess. I mean, he. But I that's another guy who sold a hundred million albums. Uh, but he's not rock and roll. No, he's not. Rock I love and roll. Eminem, but I mean, finally, yeah. Judas Priest got it, but they only got in under the uh, Music Excellence Award. Not even that yeah. second. Uh, well, they, because because and, and they're groundbreaking. John they, does not respect metal or hard rock. He does. He not. doesn't. You, you there you know why Motley Crue has not been nominated ever? You know why you know why uh Iron Maiden is not in? You know why like 
they're rock because they, you know what? Because they're real rock and roll. They don't give a shit. They just yeah. go. That's that's the essence of rock and roll. It's not like about fitting in. It's about fitting out. Yeah, it's like uh, you, it's have better, it's a you have better. You have better. You have better acts. Like this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You need to send. I I would send in people that are true rock, and there are bands out there, like that are either current or like either past or prime or like even way like even way before our generations. There are currently or even from Casey and Big Edge and Big Mike's uh, generation <laughs> that are not in. That's right. Don't that, include like, me. Uh, you have bands such as Boston, Motorhead, Jethro Tull that are not in and they should be clear, clearly uh, like, wh- what are we doing? All right. All right. Look, they, they put in they, they put in um, the Arithmics. All right. You know, they had a great hit in the 80s and Andy Lanks had a great career solo artist. But the Arithmics. What do you leave out of film like Thin Lizzy? All right, no, oh, but I'm yeah. going to say, if we're going to do, like, pop music like the Eurythmics, then where's Tears for Fears? Because they're a way better band that had more hits, that were more sustainable, really that had like a Tears longer career. Yeah, than yeah. Really than like the and they're still relevant. They're still relevant. Actually, no, they they're, are. On tour. They're, they're going on tour right now. They just put out some new music, too. Yeah. They did. Yeah, so, and you know what? And you know so, what? So uh, I'm, they... starting to, I'm starting to uh, hashtag right now Tears for Fears. Hashtag tears for fears. Hashtag. I like hashtag tears for fears. Out. Hashtag tears, tears for fears. <laughs> you you know you know um what what uh what's it uh tears for fears sounds exactly the same when they sing everybody wants to rule the world exactly the same as they did it in 1985 like they're still great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking, you know what, uh, let's, I'll, I'll break down the arithmetic as they were next on my Yeah, list. so uh, Judas Priest, uh, Rob Halford could still sing Bloodstone, okay? Yeah. So, like he did in 1982, so, there's that. Am I right? Yeah. yeah am I right yeah. or am I right? He is a rock yeah. god. Ignore yes. Them, Subway. I'm all about fitting out. I like that. Hey, not, not for the cheap seats. That's <laughs> hey, Subway for the handles. Hold on there, Yimmy. Hey, um, and you know who had more votes than Carly Simon? Who? Judas Priest. Judas of course, Priest. Of course. Like, they, they should. That, that's. Of course. Okay. Yeah, so, you know what? We'll break down arithmics. Uh, you know what? I mean, yeah, like, it. my opinion's basically, like, si- kind of similar to Casey's opinion. It's just, I, I feel like. It's like the Arithmics are getting in just because of Annie Lennox. That's they're it. getting in for Annie Lennox. That's it. Yeah, that's literally why. That like they're gonna not send. They ain't gonna send her for solo career. Like, so, so what do you think they do? They send in uh, her and Dave Stewart. Did Lionel? Hey, hey, you know what? Hey, you know it'd be cooler if they sent her in with the Oakland A's pitcher Dave. Stewart. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> Dave Stewart. I think is uh, Dave Stewart's like. I think Dave Stewart has like uh, the pitcher. I think he uh, he's um, oh John he Stewart. Like a... Yeah, Dave Stewart. Uh-huh. Uh, I read something. That's a good, he's funny. like that's uh, funny. He's he has like a like a minor ownership for like Nash for like a Nashville baseball team. Yeah, he he's involved um, in minor league baseball somewhere. He, yeah, he was with the Diamondbacks for a while, but um, yeah, he's he's somewhere like involved in a minor league team. Is there really a singer named yeah. Dave Stewart? 
Yeah, he was in the Eurythmics. He was the other. Part. Yes. Yeah. He he was the other. He was the other part. Um, that guy did that. And, not and, have and a Al, Al Stewart too was a singer. There are a lot of Stewarts. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot um, of Stewart. He said the year of the cat. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll break down Judas. I'll break down uh, Judas Priest right now because you know what? Uh, I'm glad that they're getting in. Uh, they should be in. Uh, but the fact that they're just sure they're gonna get that s- stupid award, uh, like I, I mean, Big Ed, you clearly said, uh, he had uh, uh, Judas Priest had more votes than Carly Simon, and they. Oh. You get treated like a like a dirt bag. Okay, here's the stupidest one of them all. All right, you ready for the stupidest one of them all? This yeah. is kind of coming from a country music fan, like super fan boy. Country. I know who you're gonna I say. I know where this is. Dolly Parton. How is Dolly Parton gonna and, be? And a, she asked to be and removed. And she wants to be removed. She asked to be removed. I, hey, and Dolly, it. that's awesome, Dolly. But they told her no, right? How, yeah, no. Hall of Fame basically said, "F you, no, we're we're going to keep she, you on the same ballot." That that's that Jan Werner man. I'm telling you, he wants to play yeah. king. And and get, I get it. Dolly Parton did have some music that went over on the pop side, right? But again, it's 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 not rock and roll. It's country music, man. That's why I'm like, all right, look, yeah. you know what? If you want to put a rock and roll Hall of Fame, put up a super group for her and have her front like a rock band. She is. She's going to work with the Heart Sisters. Oh, that would be actually pretty good. I bet you money. She doesn't want to be a part of the rock. Uh, Anna Nancy Wilson. She's going to work with one of my thick uh, guitar girl. Yeah, you. um, And then then, and only then and only then would she consider. Yeah, I'll I'll say this about Dolly Parton. Like, she's she's very like like you know what 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 delicious. She does Um, have big breasts. Yeah, I, but they're I, probably I, more like Sagalicious now. She's like 70 some odd years old. <laughs> 70, 70, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they've lost their zip. They're, no, she's gotten... There's a 76-year-old Tata. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead and play with him, Melissa. Let me know how you like that. Oh. Yeah, she might have lost the fastball. Were they a tag and pell? Yeah. yeah, she's missed a step or two. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. not throwing that high heat anymore. He's, a, he's like the pitcher oh, yeah. on... Uh, uh, yeah, major uh, league. Yeah, yeah he usually put a spitball guy. He's like, I put yeah. a list on it if I want to get it to move. He does. Yeah, you know, you put a little jalapeno and you rub it on your nose, get the snot. Running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this about Dolly Parton. Like, I, I'm very skeptical about, like, her getting in in general because here's the thing. If you're going to send her to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you're, like, you're, like, you're going to have to send in someone that has really been influenced by her music someone like shania twain like and it's like what yeah what, but they, you don't know there's some rock artists out there that might have been influenced by her you don't know well also because shania twain's also basically the same person as dolly parton except that it was in the 90s slash 2000s so i don't know that i i don't know if i i, I go with that one Reason and, and why Mutt Lang was fooling around on her, okay? So just Cardi, Cardi settle B down. Dolly. Yeah, you yeah. also realize that Shania Twain has not even been in the country, has not gotten in the country music hall theme yet. She is eligible right now, uh, which is fine with me. And, which is fine, and she's not going to get in for a couple years because I think um, I'm going to take a, a a vote and see like who fucking cares. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, country music or shit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I I will say this: she she's not gonna get in it for a couple of years just because of the fact that the modern era uh, for the country music is stacked. I mean, Keith Whitley, Dwight like Yoakam, Travis Tritt, Clint Black. Like it's gonna be stacked. For Look, a when she years. writes "Red Solo Cup," then I'll start listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> she'd probably do that um, really good. Um, but yeah, <sighs> next we have uh, Lionel Richie. Uh, he's also in, and uh, is he? supposed to sing this piece too. Great, great, yeah, great singer songwriter, but not but a he, not a. He not was a commodore. Yeah, soul music. Commodore and R and B. and he was yeah, a like, guy. Yeah. Like not I like rock music, and, and, but he's hello. not rock and roll. And he was great with uh, Kenny. <laughs> great yes, great yep. for Kenny Rogers. Yep. Yeah, did he do that. Ebony and Ivory with him? No. But again, uh, <laughs> it's easy Sunday morning. Yeah. I think the best Ebony Ivory was uh, on SNL oh, with, Joe, with Joe Piscopo. Oh yeah. You're you are black. I got. I am white. Yeah. <laughs> I am white and you are not. Just some great fucking. That was a great skit. See, they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for that. Piscopo and. and uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, Lana Ritchie. I, I like his music. They could get yeah, the same award as uh, Judas pop. Priest. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, and then, uh, then you have Carly Simon. Um, I mean. We got less votes than Judas Priest. Also, all right, all right, all right. listen, listen. I'm going to say it. Look, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's a '70s thing. I didn't grow up in the '70s. People had a hard on for her. I'm not impressed. I, I'm I not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really into Carly. I just. She's just never. Neither am I. Me. Not in. I'm not trying to piss off anyone or do a hot take. You know, I, I get it. Someone was vain. Mm-hmm. Who was it? It was probably fucking David Geffen. I don't, who fucking cares? Hey, I just gotta, I just gotta put a statement out there. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I knew, I knew King, it. Hero King super uh, fan isn't listening, yep. so she'd probably say some two cents. So I'm glad I'm not having. Oh yeah, listen. for sure. Carly Simon. Oh sure. Oh man, that's a shame because I had Johnny Depp like waiting to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be Amber Heard taking a turd on top of the tank. She's doing a tanker, a tank truck. <laughs> Would you like to get together? Pilot the bombardier. Pilot the bombardier. Remove the lid. Remove the lid. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Hot. Okay. I, I'm looking at early influencers here. Uh, this is further making this uh, illegitimate Hall of Fame. So in 1987, Hank Williams. Oh. Who is he influenced in rock and roll? I, I can see Kid maybe rock. in. I could see maybe in blues or country music, <laughs> but not '91 though. But you remember he's elected '91. Wow, who's that? It's not Kid Rock. Well, you say, oh, he was elected in '87. In 1987, yes. uh, Hank Williams Jr. or Hank Williams Sr., the original Hank Williams. I can see him Hank influencing Senior. a blues or a country performer because he was very bluesy. But I don't see him influencing a rock performer. I could see him more than anyone yeah, else. Yeah, but you don't know that. And then you had Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys. They were what? they were Western swing. How that, does, how, how does he is more of a, an influence on um, Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Yes. Well, they have here 
Waylon Jennings, anybody who grew up in Texas, Texas yeah. swing was a yeah. big influence on like the, yeah, the yeah. outlaw movement. So again, how the fuck does he influence rock and roll? Nah, it doesn't make sense. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, they unless got, ZZ uh, Top say they listen to him or uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, but right, that maybe, but uh, but Texas Swing is that's more that's that's country western. It's country western. It's country music. It's holy. A uh, real quick update: the Bolts finally scored. Yay! They're a little down. This is going to be the hardest defense of a Stanley Cup. I'm a little concerned this year. I, I'd be, I, no, I'd be the East is stacked. The look, we okay. got a talented team, but Toronto's good. Um, your, your Rangers are good. Yep. Uh, Florida, Florida is very dialed in this year. Uh, so. I mean, you can even say Carolina. Yeah, Carolina, too. yeah, yeah. Shoot, they haven't been around since 2006, and they came out of nowhere this year. Oh, that um, was a nice play too. Yep. Oh yeah, they're losing to Boston three one. Yeah, well, and that's the other team. You got Boston's oh. in there, you know, very veteran team. Hmm. Veteran this, team, but they're. Goalie I mean, I mean what the Lightning are trying to do is to get into a very rarefied class of a team that not only played for three Stanley Cup titles, but to win them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're in a very small category. So. By yourself. Uh, no, no. I mean. No. The last team to do three, uh, I believe, were just the New York Islanders. Because I don't think no, the Oilers it? did it. Did the Oilers the do Oilers. three in a row? I feel like the Oilers did do three in a row. Well, maybe they did three, and then they did four in like six years or something stupid like that. Yeah, because I, I know – I think they – I think there was one of the years in like the mid-'80s where they lost. I, I could be wrong. I, I'm, I'm going to – let's look this up. Oilers. Look, look because I – they they knocked off the they were the first one to beat the Islanders. I think they won like four and five years or something like that. Um, no, I they were never able like to three peat. They never three peat. They did two and two, and then Montreal broke them up in eighty six. Yeah, and then, and then uh, Calgary broke them up in eighty eight or something. Uh, like eighty nine. Yeah, eighty. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say because I. Yeah, because he had Patrick Raw, Watt, See, that, and uh, 19. Folks, I'm just doing this right off the top of my head. Just top of my head. Not looking at anything. Yeah, and, and then uh, uh, 1989, uh, Lanny McDonald and his awesome mustache decides to take that Stanley Cup away from the Oilers. Yep, Calgary's only cup. Yep. That, I mean, they might win this year. They're, they're, they're deep. Um, yeah, I, I haven't followed the West so much, but. Uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, it, it's pretty much Colorado or Calgary. That's it. Ah, well. Uh, hang, hang tight there, uh, everyone. Uh, we got a few things we want to still kind of wrap up on, um, but we got some pressing matters. Yes. Because it's time for uh, Big, Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. Retrospective. Thanks, guys. It's always good to be on WBCS. So this week, uh, keeping with the pow- uh, the supergroup theme, I went with the Power Station. 
The Power Station, 1985. This is a self-titled album. This is the debut album by the supergroup, The Power Station, released by on Capitol Records. The album peaked at number six on the U.S. Billboard charts, number 12 on the U.K. charts. All three singles released from the album were, were top 40 hits in the U.S. and saw plenty of airplay. The Power Station was a, a supergroup formed by Rob Palmer, Tony Thompson of Chic, and Andy and John Taylor, the brothers from Duran Duran. They came together in 84 to record a one-off album as a respite from the relentless global touring and promotion of Duran Duran. The plan was to record each song with a different vocalist, but found chemistry with Robert Palmer and wound up recording the whole album with him. The Power Station were Robert Palmer on lead and backing vocals, Andy Taylor, guitar, and uh, lead vocals on Harvest for the World. John Taylor on bass, Tony Thompson on drums. Also, there are a bunch of additional musicians through various tracks. You had uh, Michael DeBarn on lead vocals on track number nine. Uh, Curtis King, Fonzie Thompson, BJ Nelson, Charmaine Burke, additional vocals. All these guys are prominent vocalists that backed a lot of your groups on the road. Uh, Lenny Pickett, Mark Pender. Uh, Roger Taylor uh, uh, played percussions on some songs. Anyway, produced by Bernard Edwards. He was uh, a bass player, songwriter, and record producer known primarily for his work in disco music with guitarist Nile Rogers, who he co-founded Cheek with. Uh, also selected as the 53rd Greatest Bassist of All Time by Bass Player Magazine. There's eight songs, uh, 34 minutes some Like It Hot, Murderous, Lonely Tonight, Communication, Get It On, Go to Zero, Harvest for the World Still in Your Heart. The album opens with Some Like It Hot, with big beats setting the pace from famed chic drummer Tony Thompson, a very club feel with a full sound and percussion effects by Duran Duran drummer Roger Taylor. And Palmer with his smoky vocals made this a club favorite and saw a lot of airplay in the 80s. Rolls right into Murderous, more of a rock song. And again, Palmer's vocals are the crown jewel of this one with a real strong bass line that'll shake the floor. Lonely Tonight, again, starts with some serious beats by Thompson and then into a tantalizing riff with a Caribbean feel with the keyboards of Rupert Hine. Robert Palmer's voice is the anchor on this one. Communication, the third single from this album, opens with horns and right into the riff and Palmer jumps in on vocals and does not disappoint. So backing vocals really helped fill the holes. And uh, Andy Taylor wails on some of the guitar parts. The next song, Get It On, Bang A Gong, is a remix of a T-Rex song. Probably the most recognizable song on the album. Palmer does not shy away from shredding, his vo shredding vocally. And the rest of the band follows suit and does not disappoint. Remember, half this band is in from the Duran Duran, who sold, I don't know, 100 million albums. They know how to bang out a pop song. Go to Zero is the next song. It's the epitome of it. It is actually the epitome sound of 80s club music. It really brings you to 1985, if by sound, only a very dated sound. Harvest for the World is an Isley Brothers song and sung by Duran Duran's Andy Taylor. And no mistake in here, this guy came from more than Duran Duran than Power Station. The closing track, Still in Your Heart, starts out with a uh, suspenseful sound, but never really brings it to a climax or rather rolls into a ballad type of song. 
the slowest song on the album with the keyboards and Palmer's vocals bringing the folk, being the focal point. That's uh, not bad. Overall, I gave this two and a half Montecitos, an album that is stuck in 1986 and probably will stay there. But I would say it still holds water. If you want to get nostalgic, this is for you. The Duke boy of Nescock probably would have thrown it out the window of his General Lee of the day. After all, you cannot drive down the intermediate slope in Winona Lakes to some like it hot. No way you need to be cranking the rover so you cannot hear the passages in the back crying things like, no, not a good idea. What are you, fucking crazy? You know, the encouragement you need. I'm Big Ed. Keep listening and enjoy. Good job there. Two and a half Montecitos. I like it. And let's note on the CD album cover and probably on the original album cover, there's boobies. <laughs> there is. There's boobage. Yep. When you could still do that. When you could still get away with putting nipples on an album cover. First Cartoon all, nipples. I didn't yeah. that. Jane's addiction. They they put a stop to that when they uh, okay. uh, paper machine. Ultimate, Ultimate Karen commented that she saw Power Station. Now, yeah, did she see it? I, I know, but after they cut the album, Robert Palmer left to record his uh, solo album, the one that... Uh, the really big one that put him over. Yeah, the MTV one. Right. So I'm curious if she saw him with Robert Palmer or the other... See if I still have it in my notes somewhere. So they did another album, though, didn't they? Yeah, but not with Robert Palmer. Oh, so he only did the one album. Yeah. Okay. What they did, what happened is they, he auditioned and did one song. And then when he heard they were going to do Bang a Gong, he wanted to try it. Uh, a chemistry developed and they kept him. You know, there, there was a Seattle band. Well, and th this was common in the 90s. Uh, you know, the bands would kind of interchange because there were kind of a tight community between, you know, Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and so forth. And, you know, uh, there was a band called Mad Season. And yes, I think yes, I they, heard of Mad they, Season. Mad Season did several albums, but they never had the same lead singer. The, the most popular one that had the most commercial success, they had Lane Staley involved from Alice in Chains. Ah. So. Oh, th this next decade of supergroups is going to be tough to decide. Oh, uh, I, I want to talk about this album real quick because we, we, sure, sure, we, we all we we did our homework. We did our homework this it. week. Yeah. No um, guns caps here. All right. First off, I recommend everyone uh, watch the Some Like It Hot video. Robert Palmer, he's dressed like a priest, so I don't know what's going on in the, the video. That's but, I mean, he's got the cuff on. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, hey, the, the – the collar it's 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 definitely a strange 80s uh video for sure and, and i didn't realize there's the taylor brothers that yeah half of duran duran that's what you yeah. could it's yeah, a very dated sound yeah 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 you could hear but, it. but you know it's a it's a it is a dated sound but it takes you back if you lived no there it was it was kind of nice it's very, uh, like I said before the show, this took me, when I listened to this album, what came to my mind was Miami Vice. That's what, that's what I saw in yeah. my head. Well, the one song, Some Like It Hot, always, when I start hearing it, I always want to think I want to hear Hot, Hot, Hot by Buster Poindexter. Right. Which is, I don't like that Now, song. that's definitely uh, an 80s. It's a very 80s. Song. I like it. 
Yeah, but you know what? They this was a big sound. I That's mean, a for, different guy. Four guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a good I album. It. It, it, I enjoyed it. I thought it, it was it's quick. Yeah. The first eight songs were the original. Then the rest was like from uh, I think a 2004 release or a 2005 release. They like added these other tracks. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So originally, the the songs I reviewed were the original eight songs. I enjoyed Communications. That, I thought that was pretty righteous. And um, Bang a Gong did nothing for me. See, I like I, it because I, I like T-Rex. I, I like T-Rex. I, I like think the T-Rex is version. a band that's overlooked constantly. Big Mike, this was probably the, the, too young, the you know, super but. hit. Oh, that, that, that had a ton of radio play. I remember that. Yeah. I like the T-Rex. But if you wanted to any of the club in the 80s, this, this was the soundtrack, was this whole album. They played all this stuff. No, it song surprised me that I liked Harvest for the World. I thought that sounded pretty good. Oh, Harvest for the World. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? Yeah, no, no. Uh, oh, that was an Isley Brothers song. It's Isley Brothers song. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed And that, that. was okay. sung by, by uh, Andy Taylor. I, I saw that, but I yeah, want to know if she saw – I don't think she saw it with Robert Palmer. No, she said she saw him with Robert Palmer and Joan's Beach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she did? Yeah, that's that's what she said. So you just got to just accept it. You know? <laughs> I, 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 no, it's just she did, it says, I saw Power Station in concert. I just, no, she probably saw Power Station with up. Robert Palmer with Nicole and Nicole's cat, I'm sure. You didn't scroll further. There's more. There's more. Wait, I didn't Wait, scroll or he no, no, didn't no, scroll? Didn't. Oh, oh, she said saw Robert Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Well, you so there'd be no we're, mistake. We're, we're we're uh, if you're not, all right, hold up. Ultimate why. Karen wants to say something. Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. I, I'm not doubting it. Right. She wants to clarify. Okay. So after we moved to Florida, we came up to New York, and Kelly and I went with Aaron and Suzanne, and I was like, it was. Oh, the fives. So I was the like fives. in seventh grade. Seventh, eighth grade. So yeah. I went with the fives. Yeah. I, I was just curious if Robert Palmer was there. That's a, yeah, because he, was he in it, left but I mean, shortly it was like, after. It was 84, 85. Yeah, that would have been it. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. And I loved them. They were my fucking favorite. Oh, I'm sorry, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is a cursing <laughs> show. If, could, yeah. if they could touch wee-wees, you could say curses. Uh, yep. <laughs> thank, thank you, uh, Ultimate Karen. Oh, Ultimate Karen, everybody. Round yes, of applause. Yay! Give, give, uh, give the Subway Slam a, uh, a figure four. Oh yeah. Oh, Are we it, doing it again? No, no, no. I, I don't know. I hit the wrong. Button. So <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's do a little. Oh, wait, gonna... wait, wait. Should we do? We'll, we'll do this to that. Right, let's do we're that just... to this. Okay, okay. That this was yours, my... and now it's mine. That's right. Little so, Roosevelt Franklin. I'll, I'll let Big Mike lead into it. So, Freddie Prince Jr. Ah. Jr. is wants to become a wrestling promoter. Yes. So, Casey, fill us in. What what is he? What is his drive to do? Well, he, such he, a thing. He is at the end of the day a massive. Uh, wrestling nerd i'm trying to get in touch with a 
A wrestling insider? Uh, yes. Uh, that I know that lives out in LA that kind of run in with this guy. Uh, he, he ran like a, a comic gaming store and he frequented his store quite a bit. So, so he is an enthusiast. A major enthusiast. In fact, um, and I, I forgot about this, uh, but I did know this about uh, Freddie. Freddie Prince Jr. worked for the WWE as a is a writer. So he them. so he wrote some scripts. Yes, he wrote scripts. He's very familiar with the industry and how it works. Um, so he's coming in this very legitimately. Yes, very legitimate. He's got a lot of real contacts in wrestling. He's kept in touch with a lot of pro wrestlers that are active in and out of WWE. The big thing I've noticed was that um, he wants to make it a SAG show, which is important. Wants to make it a what? Uh, uh, um, get the Screen Actors Guild involved. So, oh, okay. So these guys get credit. They're going to be union. They get benefits. All these guys that wrestle for uh-huh. AEW, WWE, wow. Impact, Ring of Honor, any of them out there, they're contractors. They're all on their own. So they get paid. They get paid, get but they got to. They got to. They get their own they, medical. They, they got to get their own medical. They're. They're. They. Re, they have all the risk, no reward in a sense. They that's, have no security. That's actually pretty sad. Actually, it, it is sad. Freddie, I think is is tapping into something. I think he will steal a couple talented guys because. I think that's something that should change in the industry. That I was should just have changed that. years ago. Um, so I, I, now he's got no TV contract. He wants to get it up in 18 months. That's his goal. 18 months have the promotion running. He's trying to find a venue where it'd be centered in one place for now. Okay. Where they do the shows. And I imagine they'll do something through like a YouTube. You, you, you could put, you could put the content on. There's a, there's a number of different platforms and there there's a, and as we discussed earlier this evening, there's enough wrestling fans. I don't, I don't think. And, and, don't and think this is wrestling. long overdue. He he wants to do a two. He wants them to be two hour shows. Men and women wrestlers are 50 50. They're going to be an equal amount. And he, I don't know where he says storylines are based in reality. Um, I, I guess maybe fantasy characters like Viking Raiders and shit like that goes away. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know if that's a, that's a big selling point or not for me. But it sounds like he's onto something here. Uh, it sounds Look, like I like the it. fact that he wants to take care of these guys because I had agree. Nothing well, after they, but he, you know, he says he, I'd rather he, hear this than the fucking Starbucks employees that want to be union. He says he wants slinging he, coffee for Christ's sake. Yeah, he says he's got the money to. He's I guess he's got a business plan and he figured out he's got money to front it for three years. So he's got a three-year plan for this. That's great. With, without a TV contract. Yeah, I got a question. Okay. Yeah, will Buffy the Vampire Slayer be involved in any of this? All right, that that's been trending on Twitter. Really? Was Is, that was he? Like oh, really? No, no, he wasn't. But he's married to her. To Buffy. He, he, yeah, he's married. He, they they've been married for quite some time. They got kids. Yeah. You know, they were he does a lot of stuff together. behind uh, the 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 camera now, and he's fine with that. Um, you know, I think he got the acting bug out. You know, I think he likes his time at home with the family. He's a regular guy. He, yeah, he see, he seems like a regular guy. Um, 
Yeah, a, a lot of the wrestling nerds on Twitter want Sarah Michelle Galar involved with the project. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It would only make sense because you got the McMahon girl involved, and you know. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, she probably looks at him like he's got two heads. Probably when he pitched this idea. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it sounds like he's coming from the right place, and is it's he's doing it all for the right reasons. If that makes sense. To maybe change an industry. Yeah, it sounds like it's just been something that's been thought out. Uh, it, it sounds pretty thought out. Uh, he's yes. been since he announced it this week. He's been very active on Twitter, reaching out to people, like interacting. And some people goofed on him, and he's responded. And you know, and some of it's tongue in cheek his responses. But I don't know. I I agree. He he said in one thing. He's like, there's enough wrestling fans that there's enough space for me or. AEW or something else that exists other than WWE. I was going to say that. I don't think the market's saturated. It's, I think there's enough. Not. It's not saturated. I think there's enough room for a new league to come in for wrestling fans to in, indulge in the sport they love. But look so. at yeah, but even if he managed these guys and got them, you know, representation, that, that still would be a win. I, I think this. It being a SAG show is going to be a game changer. I agree. Yeah. I think he's doing it for the right reasons. And if he can make a buck, more power to him. But judging by all of the positive comments in this quote-unquote room here, I think he's going to do very well. Uh, well, well I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, he he's – He's got time, but he said he was. He said realistically, twenty-four months, but he wants to do it in eighteen. That's that's he he wants to accelerate it. His big thing now is he's got to find and secure space to host the event, where it'd be <coughs> much like uh, uh, WWE's uh, minor league uh, uh, Subway. Help me out on this one. Uh, NXT. 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 Yeah. And uh, actually, they, NXT. That used to be a good thing. NXT, uh, they're actually moving back into the studio originally designed firm at the uh, that little uh, movie college there oh, in, uh, at Full, full Sail University. Yeah. yeah, so they're it sounds like they're moving back to Full Sail. So yeah, hey, you remember when NXT was actually like really really good? Uh, you mean when Triple H ran it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they had interesting characters and stuff like that. I didn't watch it as diligent as other uh, like wrestling hardcores, but yeah, they, they had some great talent, some great matches. There, there are a lot of guys that are on the main card now on WWE that I love. Yeah, uh, you know, Matt uh, Riddle being one of them. Uh, yeah, Keith Lee, which they didn't keep, but he's going to do all right in AEW. Uh, yeah. Strickland, uh, and that's another guy. He was gr- great. I actually, there was a weird story that came out about him and um, uh, their group, the Hit Row. Yeah, Hit Row. So they right before they released the girl, uh, Top Dollar, and I forget his name, AJ. AJ actually called. He's like, "Hey, I noticed we didn't get a, a plane ticket for 
and I forget what her name is, but in real night, real life, it's Brandy. They're like, we didn't get a plane ticket for Brandy. They're like, don't worry about it. We don't need her for SmackDown this week. Just go to the show. We'll we'll do something with her next week. Wow. Well, when they're on the plane, they find out on the plane she yeah. got released. Wow. So when they landed, you know, uh, when they landed, then I guess they got scolded by management. Like, don't question if we don't give a plane ticket to someone. They're like, hey, dude, she was part of our group. We're just looking out for her. And they just got yelled at. And three weeks later, all three of them guys got released. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I thought that was a weird move because I thought Hit Row was something fun and different. Yeah, I thought so, too. They were pretty fun. And I remember, like, in NXT back then, like, 2018, there were, like, gimmicks used to, like, not be, like, gimmicks used to be, like, a really big thing in the 90s, like, 80s, 90s. Right. And gimmicks dwindled down uh, in, like, once we hit the 21st century um, or if the 2010s. But there was one specific person uh, that had an amazing gimmick and I thought was going to be very special, but it was the person that screwed himself over. And that guy is the Velveteen Dream. Oh, uh, he got in a little trouble, though. Was he like... Yeah, a, that's why I said he screwed himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he, I think he was a little handsy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Mm. that's but he had an amazing gimmick. He, he should have just touched his own wee-wee. Yeah. <laughs> Touching the wee-wee is not a gimmick. He's being safe and... It's a problem. Yeah, it's a big legal problem. That's not a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, all right, I got you guys here. I have one more question for you guys. Sure. And Jimmy, Mike, you're What's still up? there. I see you kind of on there. Anyways, you can jump in. My question is, it has to do with unfounded rumors, you know. And this would be like more like childhood, high school. Was there a rumor that would come around or persist? And it was always like, oh, uh, my cousin's friend told me such and such, this and that, and this happened to this person. But there's no names, but people be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Familiar. I'm just trying to think of something off the top of my head on that one. I got one. I got, I got an interesting got one. one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, it reminds me of uh, – it, it reminds me of Ferris Bueller, like when they were doing the attendance – and uh Bueller Bueller and then the girl uh actually I believe that was uh Christy Swanson she was like my cousin's best friend boyfriend said he uh, yeah oh yeah it reminded that's the first thing that came up to came up in my mind when you were at when you just asked that um but people don't do that anymore with my generation people don't go like oh my cousin boyfriend cousin well, they, they, do it, they probably do it on Facebook anymore. or something. Yeah. Right. Probably right. Do it on Facebook, but I, I think I, 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 I got, got a story. Big I got a story. Mike's got a story. So when I was yeah. in high school, there, there was a rumor of, and Casey should remember this, the Warlock's house. Does that bring any? No. Uh, so the Warlock lived here in the Tampa Bay area somewhere, and there were concrete statues in his front yard that would come to life at night. Really, the rumors were it, it was either a full moon or at midnight or something along those lines. So, me, along with a group of friends, 
we decided to seek out the Warlock's house one night. Mm-hmm. So, at the time, I had a 1985 Chevrolet Camaro IROC Z. Nice. Friend of mine had a Toyota Tacoma pickup. Then I think it was just a Hilux. And we proceeded. Somebody knew, and Daryl Kincaid was in this group. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jason Barber was in this group. And we all set that's out. That's an interesting crew. That's right an there. interesting crew. Yeah. Um, along with a few other characters that you, I think only went to my high school, went to um, Chamberlain High. Yeah. So we proceeded to find the Warlock's house. I could not tell you the road we were on, but it was a bumpy son of a bitch. It was a, like a, a dirt road that was, um, like a, like a washboard road, if you will. It was yeah. it, just the way I, I don't know if it, it was in the summer when we did this. So it was probably due to the rains. Maybe and, that, and you're riding in a Camaro and I'm riding in a Camaro. Yeah. We proceeded to find the Warlock. We drove, and this was in the middle of the night, down a dirt road. Obviously no lights. We didn't find the Warlock's house. But there was rumors of the Warlock's house. And it it circled around high school at Chamberlain High about going to the Warlock's house and seeing the statues come to life. And the house was not a conventional house. It It was like spherical. It was like a dome that the warlock lived in. Wait, did you find a dome house? No, we didn't find anything. We rode around and then ended up going to get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Like normal high school kids do. So that that was the big rumor that circled around high school was the warlock's house. Going to find the warlock's house. But see, what's funny, so you guys looked for the warlock, couldn't find it, couldn't but the, the rumor still persisted. Still persisted. Yeah. It didn't go away. It wasn't debunked. We just didn't find the Warlock's house. Before Ma- fake news was the thing. Maybe we were not on the right dirt road going <laughs> to the Warlock's house. That's probably it. Jimmy Mike, did you have uh, something like that? I really, I, you know, I'm having a, a block. I don't have anything. I know exactly this genre. And I, I just, I really wish I had something good to bring up. All right. Uh, all right. Well, while you think of something, then I'll, I'll give Big Ed a minute. Mm-hmm. There's I, always I, a sh- Oh, go ahead. Well, there was a rumor that Marianne uh, Bo, that she put a hot dog in her hoo-ha, and we used to say, <laughs> we never knew if it was true. <laughs> and we used to say, I wish there was an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> I wish it was an Oscar Mayer yes. wiener. Well, see, there, there was a story that persisted in our high school about LSD and the story about this kid that took LSD and it was a bad batch. And uh, they're all bad. What do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't do drugs, kids. But this guy, and just the point, I guess the point to prove that, that drugs are bad, that. He took uh, so much LSD or it was so strong that he was convinced he was an orange juice and everyone was trying <laughs> to drink him. So uh, he was kind of locked away in like a rubber room, basically, oh. like in a psychiatric, psychiatric ward, convinced everyone is a straw trying to drink him and he's an orange juice, which me, honestly, fuck me, honestly, 
I would feel fulfilled because one, I love orange juice and as an orange juice, I want to be drank because then I'm adding nourishment. I, I think it would be fulfilled life. But I, I, heard, I heard important. this rumor in our high school. Yeah, but I guess when you're on blotter, you don't look at it that way. <laughs> yeah, you don't look at it that way. But I, I heard this all the time. No one can say the name of the person, but it's always like I heard. And I know, I know a real? guy. I know a guy, and uh, that that story always went around our high school. Do you think reason. it was real? Uh, probably not, because no one ever came up yeah. with a name. Huh? You had me. You know, there there's a lot of stupid stuff that I heard in high school, hilarious. specifically, even more dumb stuff in junior high. Hmm. Hmm. But he thought hmm. he was an orange juice. He thought he was an orange juice. And everyone's trying awesome. to drink him. It's a great concept. It was unlike the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> He's Kool-Aid! Like, he was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. He was like, oh, no. He used to He's be a, like, oh, fuck. That I, could, I could breathe through my ears. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it was legend or not, but that's what the, the girls would say. People don't know. Yeah, I, I can't... I can't it's always blowing out some type of wax or something, so I don't know. <laughs> and then I, I always, always knew that my hand was always created a lot smaller, so everything else looked bigger. So that was another rumor I heard. Hmm. That's yeah. a head scratcher. Yeah. But that's the only ones I remember with all that LSD blotter shit. Maybe that's what fucked it up. Well, you know, just say no, folks. Just say no. Just say no. Or at least say, let me do my homework first. Yeah. Let me do my homework. Yeah, it just sound like, you know, I don't feel like turning into an orange juice today. Yeah. You know what? I did my homework once. Let me study for the test like, first, then I'll trip. I said I wanted to look into it, and I said no. Make this, Make a smart decision when you do it. Do you have any stories like that there, sweet Melissa? I'm sure I do. I just can't think of them. Like, that all sounds very familiar. I just can't pinpoint anything at the moment. Can't pinpoint. No, no pins. No I always heard a story, too, that there was a gang that if you flashed your lights, they were going to come find you and kill you because there was part of the initiation. That. Heard you that. heard that, too, right? I did. Did you, right? I've heard that. Movie. Yeah, and... You know what? No one, no one died. That was bullshit. Urban legend. That was an urban legend. But same thing. Yeah. It, it was a rumor that persisted. Right. If you drove and you saw someone with their lights out, you weren't supposed to flash your lights because it was a gang initiation. They would see you flash your lights. Break your back. Well, that that's something different. Now you're you're now you're getting out of control. No. What about yeah, that's red like lights? when you're four. Yeah. You guys ever heard about running red lights? That's like you touch wee wee at four years old. You don't do that. If you run a red light and you put both your hands up, you get extra hour sex in your life. You ever heard of that one? Okay, no. Don't be running red lights now, Melissa. That's a boy thing. No, I don't know. Thanks for the advice. <laughs> <laughs> Only boys have wee-wees. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Is it though? Well, I don't know. You go to Nowadays. some state, they don't know. Yeah. All up for debate. That was correct. 
my teacher was saying something different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, a little wrestling news for everyone. Uh, actually, a little bit more in the local area. They released 30 more dates of uh, SmackDown and Raw. Okay. Really? Raw is coming to Tampa. No. We should. Uh, we need to get a show ticket. Well, Big Mike's Big Dad needs to go. Yeah, Big John, Big John wants to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big John. Oh. We need it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, Big John wants to go. Big John actually said to Casey, uh, hey, next time you guys yeah, go to uh, wrestling, he was like almost mad at me. Like, yeah, he's like, me? hey, next time you go, guys go to wrestling. You know, I like wrestling too. <laughs> so we told Big so John that you let him know he's got a done. show in July. Tell Big John he's got to take a nap during the day. It's a big day. All right. So um, before before we do the uh, final song, we got uh, WrestleMania backlash. Does anyone have any? Predictions they want to throw out. Is that this weekend? That's Sunday night. Oh. Um. Hey, is that going to be? All, I can watch that like I did Pe- WrestleMania. Yeah, that will be on Peacock. Okay. It will be. Uh, uh, it's um, a eight eight p.m. Eastern Standard. Oh God! Why are Why are they always so fucking late? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I don't know why they do the Sunday shows late. I wish they did them earlier. Yeah. But... I mean, what the fuck? We're paying their goddamn salary. Yeah. And we gotta go. And we gotta go to work so we can pay that salary. Yep. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I got a prediction. All right. Uh, my prediction is that the Subway Slam will go to WrestleMania Backlash and invade and go and interfere in the Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins match. Excellent. Hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'm gonna set my DVR for this one. <laughs> yep. I heard, heard Karen in the background. Yep. Yep. Any predictions? Because I have not seen you invade that one. I have not seen you wrestle on TV. Uh, yeah, you're I was beat these, up by Seth Rollins. I must I was be going be... to the bathroom at the wrong fucking time. <laughs> I, I, I was going to be Seth Rollins' opponent at WrestleMania, but I was attacked. <laughs> it it, it yeah. happened. It so, happened. So, they, yeah, they, they said, hey, maybe Johnny Knoxville can do it. Well, I call my boy Cody Rhodes because he needs to come. No, it was the ultra masculine gentleman. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's a cool dude right there. That's a cool. Oh, dude. yeah, 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 right. I had a beer with he him. Touched, I had. A, I had he a touched his wee wee. I have a prediction. Uh, yeah, the return of Bailey. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I, I, I think I think they're they they're waiting. I mean, we we just got Oscar back, which is yeah. exciting for the women's division. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think. I think, uh, what about I think Alexa. I don't know what their plans with Alexa. I don't know what they're doing with her. She's right. She says she's ready to go back to the ring. Unless she's still on a honeymoon, so she she did just get married. So she did. Yeah, she she did. Well, yeah, that's and. Time, but... Uh, yeah, and NSYNC was there, so. I don't know. I, I She's think the Bailey... one with the big ponytail? Ba- uh, Bailey Bailey has the ponytail, usually. All right. Well, she did. No, you're talking about. Used to. Yeah. The... the one with the big braid and swings it like it's a fucking cop. Oh, no, 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 no. That's Bianca Belair. Okay. 
Oh yeah, Bianca Belair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a wee wee or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could swing my wee wee. Like yeah. yeah, it's called helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if uh, anyone else has any final words of wisdom, as uh, we uh, my word of wisdom is listen again next week. Ooh. Because it only gets better. Helicopter wee wee. Helicopter wee wee. Hashtag helicopter wee wee. Why, why is sweet Melissa looking up helicopter wee wee? Oh, oh, wow. oh my god. Wait, is that a real thing? <laughs> I don't know. Thing. Oh god. I thought we made that. <laughs> right. With that said. Y'all have a good week. Thank you very much. Uh, Subway Slam, Jimmy Mike, Big Ed, everyone else, thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank you. We're done. Peace.